Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's a game night back at it. Rogers Place. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you with Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Jam-packed, and I mean jam-packed edition of the show. Over the next 90 minutes, our producer... Uh, you'll hear him throughout the course of today's show. Brendan Escott, technical producers today, are Derek Scott and Kellen Kennedy. Coming up, uh, we'll have a preview of tonight's game. We'll hear from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, along with Connor McDavid, and in the uh, first half hour of the show, Dallas Stars general manager Jim Nell. Uh, in the uh, second cluster at 435 today, Louis DeBrusque, NHL Hockey and Rogers for GCL Diesel at 505 uh, for Century Casino Sports Bar. Uh, we will hook up with Ron McLean. So lots to get to. We'll tell you that the River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-006. The River Cree Resort Casino. Don't miss Ricky Skaggs and Kentucky Thunder tomorrow. At the River Cree. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter. And winners now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chad Studios. He is available at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Bobby and Steve and the gang at Legacy Heating and Cooling, they will look after you. The Edmonton Oilers hosting one of the best teams in the Western Conference, the Oilers. In theory, at the start of the year, were seen as one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Got off to a slow start. Dallas is 6-1-1. Edmonton's 2-5-1. Jim Neal, you'll hear from him later on. He says the Stars haven't even really played well this year. We're going to head quickly into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka. Enhanced warming features for only 270 bucks. Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, had this to say on facing Dallas. Well, you look at their lineup, I think they're well-balanced up front. Um, you know, they're they're strong at every position. Um, you know, they're, they're one of the preeminent teams here in the Western Conference and have been for a while. Um, they're always a tough opponent, well-coached, and um, we're going to have to bring our A game tonight. This is a different animal coming into our building here. No question. I mean, Edmonton had an improved performance against Calgary, the Heritage Classic, but the Flames have dropped six straight games. Stars are good. Sam Gagne back in the Oilers lineup after being recalled from the minors and signing an NHL deal. Here's Jay Woodcroft on what Gagne does best. Yeah, I think he's hockey intelligence. I think he does have a a um, you know a unique skill set. I think he's got a good shot. Uh, he gets sticks on pucks. Uh, he finds himself in, in hard areas to score. But I think as some of our younger players in that bottom six, you know, he's also a resource uh, to talk the game with. And um, as I said, you know, we've we've had not a lot of production from that part of our lineup. And uh, for us to move to where we want to move to, we need some production. So it's Sam's turn for a shot. All right, let's go to our game day lineup report. It is brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free 
financial consultation. Visit mcguirefinancial.ca. The Edmonton Oilers had an OPT today. Nine skaters on the ice of interest. Connor McDavid did skate. Uh, last game against the Calgary Flames, Edmonton rolled with Drysettle, McDavid, and Fogle up front. Leon has 22 points in 21 games against Dallas. Connor McDavid, 28 points in 18 career games against the Stars. The Oilers line of RNH, Kane, and Hyman dominated Calgary. Uh, McLeod was actually between Ernie and Ryan, with Ernie going down, Gagne coming up. Uh, there's an option there for Sam Gagne potentially to play center right wing or even indeed left wing. And actually, Dylan Holloway and Connor Brown had several players uh, uh, cycling through them. Now, the Oilers played 11 and 7. They'll play 11 and 7 tonight because Matias Janmark unlikely to play. It'll be Darnell Nurse with Cody Ceci, Matias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard, Brett Kulak and Philip Broberg, Vincent Dearnay as well. Of note, Bouchard six points in six career games plus eight against Dallas. Stuart Skinner Two and one, a 2.67 goals against average 909 save percentage. He was in the starters net for Edmonton, who is 31st in the league in goals against and 31st in the league in save percentage. The Stars are 6th in the league in goals against and 5th in the league in save percentage. They have Rope Hintz along with uh, Robertson and Pavelski on their top line. What a ongoing story Jason Robertson would be. He had 46 goals, 109 points last year. Of course, Joe Pavelski's got over 1,000 points in the National Hockey League and hints in the last two years, 72 and 75 points. Wyatt Johnson selected one pick before the Oilers, or one pick after Edmonton took Xavier Borgo. Wyatt Johnson had 24 goals last season for Dallas. He's with Jamie Benn, bounce back season last year, 33 goals, 78 points. And of Jenny Dadnoff, who's been in the news of late. Matt Duchesne bought out by Nashville, signed by Dallas, along with Brian Marchman's son, Mason Marchman, and Tyler Sagan. Sam Steele, local product out of our Drossen with Ty Deleandra and uh, Craig Smith. Ryan Suter, Miro Heishkin, and that's their top pairing. Heishkin plays 25 minutes a game. He had 73 points last year in 79 games. Thomas Harley, son of former Golden Bears goaltender Brian Harley, who's a doctor now in New York State. Thomas Harley, he's uh, he can really skate. They let their D go. They activate with Yanni Hockenbaugh, player that I've sort of compared the Oilers, Vincent D'Arnais to. Essa Lindell, along with Lundquist in the third pairing. And we expect Scott Wedgwood, who beat the Oilers last season, 1-1 this year, 3.5. Five, four goals against the average, 889 save percentage. The Stars and Edmonton have a very similar amount of cap space. This is a team that's going to be adding at uh, some point during the year. Dallas will not have Radic Faxa in the lineup. Let's go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialist, head to elitepromomarketing.com, and here's Brendan S. Scott. Whoa, hello. I should pop that up. A Calgary waving Edmonton-born defenseman, Jordan Osterley, today. Phil Kessel speaking out, uh, saying he's a little bit surprised that he remains unsigned. 36-year-old is the NHL's Iron Man with a 1,064-game streak on the go. But if you ask me, that's probably part of the reason why he does remain unsigned. I'm not sure any team would want to have to juggle with throwing him out there or not. But uh, Bakersfield hosting Coachella Valley on Saturday. Oil Kings home to Moose Jaw tomorrow, Medicine Hat on Sunday, and the Golden Bears get Saskatchewan at home tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, and I heard the ads running for the Golden Bears football game Saturday night as well in Canada West Final. Uh, I know that uh, Mooner and myself are going to be in T-Hups. are going to be rolling in and going to both the uh, Golden Bears football and hockey games Saturday after the Oilers in Nashville. When we come back, we'll talk to Dallas General Manager Jim Neal. It is 414 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. 
I thought we just looked a little faster. I thought uh, everybody skated well. I thought the work was there, tracking back. Um, felt like we didn't spend too much time in our D zone, and, and uh, you know that's always a good sign for our group. All right, welcome back, everybody. That's Connor McDavid talking about the Oilers' performance of the Heritage Classic. Tougher task tonight, to say for sure. It is 418 at Edmonton. Straight into our conversation with Dallas Stars General Manager Jim Nill. He's our Oilers now headliner, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And uh, we caught up with Jim earlier today. Jim, you have a good veteran squad, and you're off to a pretty good start. Maybe just a thought on uh, on the season so far for the Dallas Stars. Well, we are off to a good start, but I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest as a GM, I'm, I'm always a little bit critical. We, we haven't played great. Uh, we've got great goaltending, and we've found ways to win. Uh, so I'm not complaining about the record, but I know we have to play a lot better than we are right now. Uh, obviously, Jake Ottinger, you know, we saw two years ago in the playoffs what he can do, and you guys went on an extended run last year. But it's you got to have two goalies in the Western Conference with the travel, uh, especially with Dallas. Uh, you know, I mean, we're hoping Houston ends up getting a team here shortly. But just a thought on maybe how, is it different in the West versus out East in terms of how you divide up the goaltending minutes? I think it is. You know, we started looking at that when it first went down to Dallas. We had uh, Lettinen, and that's when we picked up Niemi, Anti Niemi, yeah. the one year from San Jose, because we were we were concerned about our travel. It's, it's taxing, it's hard, you know, back-to-back games. And it, it's not, you know, our flights are sometimes hour and a half, two hours flights on a back-to-back and it's tough so it is important to have two goalies I think the way our game's going too you know the goalies are under duress all the time you know power plays are so good uh, you know defensemen can't tie up uh, forwards in front of the net as much as they used to you know under the new rules which is good but it, it puts a lot of dress on the, duress on the goalies so it is important to have two goalies we're joined by Dallas Stars GM Jim Nell, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Jim, there seems to be a process for how you bring along defensemen. Like Essel and Dell spent a few seasons down in Texas. Uh, you got Harley now, Thomas Harley, who's you know spent parts of three years in your HL affiliate. Uh, he has taken a step forward. Obviously, you guys have a lot of interplay where your your deer are allowed to activate. But you know how important. I mean, you came from that Detroit organization where you guys had Grand Rapids. But just the thought on how important it is to have a process and structure in place, not just in terms of. Tactics, how you play on the ice, but also in how you develop and bring along players. Well, it's very important, and the, probably the toughest part is everybody's different. You know, some guy, Miro Haskinen, played one more year after we drafted, one more year in Finland, and boom, comes over and steps in right away. And, you know, you see that in the league quite a bit. Some other guys are going to take two, three, four years. It's just, and especially defensemen, it's a tough, it's a process. And uh, Thomas did a great job. You know, a little bit, we're still living a little bit through these COVID years, too. I yes. think for a lot of these young kids, they had to, they're on these tax squads and didn't play and when they did go down to the minors they it was a different setup there compared to what it is nowadays so I think we're all starting to work through that but uh, you know you, you mentioned Thomas Harley he's a good example he uh, you know was, he was a, a big draft pick for us uh, highly touted and he had to go down and learn to play the game and when you talk to him now you know, when I first send them down, they're kicking and screaming. I don't blame them. I understand. But after you talk to him now, last year when I talked to him in the season, he said it was the best thing for him. He understand now. And so everybody's different, but it is a process, and you got to have a lot of patience, which we don't seem to have in this game anymore. Uh, 
you mentioned uh, Haskinen, part of that 2017 draft. I mean, if, you know, I think of a, a couple organizations, Colorado Avalanche, the one year ended up hitting on uh, Duchesne, O'Reilly, and Tyson Berry with their first three picks in three rounds. Pittsburgh Steelers back in 74 built a dynasty off that draft. But you guys, you know, you end up with uh, Haskinen, Ottinger, and Jason Robertson. Uh, you know, three picks in the top 39 of the draft. Obviously, kudos to your, your scouting department. Uh, in your wildest dreams, could you have envisioned hitting on all three to the degree where you got a number one defenseman, a number one uh, goaltender, and then a number one, uh, you know, top line forward? No, it, you know, it's something you always wish for, but you never know the process, what it's going to take. And what's unique about those guys are all different positions, and they're elite at their positions. So it really solidified our team. You know, our team was starting to get to the point where, you know, some guys were getting on the back nine a little bit, guys that had carried our team for a long time, and all of a sudden these guys showed up, you know, plus the Rupe Hintzes that was drafted a couple years before. And then we've added, all of a sudden, along comes, you know, the Wyatt Johnsons and these guys. So it's it's really kind of changed our team. You know, we didn't know what direction we are going to be going here three, four years ago. These guys showed up, and, and they've really given our team another push and take, took us to another level. Uh, the Oilers ended up uh, passing on Johnson. Uh, they ended up uh, taking Xavier Borgo that year. You, of course, played with Maverick Bork, who's on your farm team right now down in Texas. Jim Nell joining us on Oilers now. So you mentioned, you know, aging. You've got 11, 30-year-old players on your roster right now your entire right side 30 plus but you know you look at your squad and the overall depth of your team you got a pretty deep team up front don't you yeah i, I think our top four lines can match up with anybody um you know and we do have age but then i mentioned all of a sudden you start talking about the you know the rupee hints is in the prime of his career jason robertson's uh you know wyatt johnson so we got a good mix we got the veterans we got kind of the guys that are in the prime and then we got some young guys coming and we got some young guys in the minors knocking on the door you, you mentioned maverick bork and we got stan coven down there in blumble so we we got some good young players that are coming, so we got lots of depth. And uh, you know, yeah, I come back. You know, Kenny Hall and I go back to the Detroit days, and you know, you talk about the experience, and you can't have enough of it. Sometimes, you know, the Igor Leonovs and Eisenman in his back in his days, and Lidstrom, you know, when they're 35, 36, those guys are an important part of your team. You know, they they kind of lead the way for these younger players. So we got a good mix, and uh, like I said, it's uh, it's wide open, and uh, never seen more parity in the. League, so it's going to be a battle all year. You got Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan were key players for you. Ben's deal is uh, up in two years, which coincides with the time that Jake Ottinger's deal is up, and then the time that Sagan's deal is up. Uh, that's when Robertson's deal is up. Were that, was that strategic? Or was did you plan that far ahead? Did you work with your your analytics and your your capologist to, to sort of structure that in that fashion? Well, you know, I, I got a great staff, and we're always analyzing that. And, and you know, sometimes those things fall in place, but it is something we look at. When we're doing, you know, when you start adding years, do we add another year? Do we take it off? When can we add, you know, when can we t- take the next jump with the next contract? So it's something you, you do have to watch closely. And as I mentioned, these young guys have come in at just the right time. And it's uh, their contracts, the way they're going to co- coincide, it's going to make it make it work for us, which is a good thing. You know, I'm a little bit simple when I... Well, some would say I talk about analytics too much, but I'm old school. I look at goal differential. To me, that tells me a lot about it. just like an NFL point differential. Uh, but that being said, in, at least in terms of online, the Edmonton analytics community in the late 2000s and the early two, 2010s was amongst the most. It's also a reflection of the amount of passion there is for the team here. Uh, how much of it do you guys do in Dallas? And, or, and 
if you do a lot, is it kind of like the Cadbury secret where you don't really talk about it? Like, maybe take us down that path a bit, and is it something that continues to evolve? We, we've, we've got a big analytics department. We, it's evolved. We, we've really started to add to it. Uh, we've added different angles to it, and, uh, you know, my philosophy is I want these guys to show me something different. Is there something out there? You know, I, I can sit and tell them the hockey side. I, I want them to sh- show me the hockey side by what they're doing. Is there some other angle they got? So they got carte blanche. They uh, they have a ball in there. They're, they're digging in numbers. They do a great job for us. Uh, and like I said, we got a good-sized analytics department. I think most teams do nowadays. I think we all know it's where we have to go. You know, we've added to our sports de- performance department. That's some analytics involved there. So we're, we're involved in it quite a bit. But in the end, you know, you got to weigh them back and forth. And uh, the eye test is important. You can't go all one way and, and the other way type of thing. So it's an important, valuable thing for us. Uh, and we coincide that with the eye test and with our experience, I guess. You guys are, you've got about a half a million dollars in cap space, so you're crewing every day right now. Uh, you got five players with expiring contracts at roughly 10 million bucks. And, and that'll be interesting to watch in terms of uh, where you're going to go. Obviously, you're going to be adding at some point. You said you got the deepest set of forwards in the league. Defense, like where, where, if, you, if, if you were to envision right too early to tell at this stage, too early to tell. And, and once again, I, I've got you know the Nils Lundqvist, the Thomas Harley have come in and grabbed it, which yeah. is great for us. That that was kind of our big kind of question mark coming in. That was a gutsy trade for Lundqvist because yeah. you gave up a first. You yeah, gave up a first for him, and and you know my philosophy is. I, I hate to give up first-round picks, but if I know I'm getting a young player that's still an entry-level deal that I know has got upside, I'm, I'm willing to do that anytime. I know they can come in and play right away. We're very fortunate. Our scouts have done a good job. we got a young man named Liam Bischel, and he's exceeded our expectations. He's, he's physical defenseman. He's 6'6", six six and uh, 233, and he's come over at training camp, really exceeded our expectations. He's down in the minors right now, down in Texas, playing great. Left shot? Yeah, left shot can play both sides. Okay. It's comfortable. So we're... We're going to watch his development. Is he, maybe he's the piece we have. Uh, And so we're going to kind of monitor that as we go. He's played right now. He's played about eight games down there. Let's get him to the 20-game mark, see where he's at. Is that the missing piece? So we're... It's early yet. Let's see where things go. Injuries can happen. We hope injuries don't dictate things, but if they do, you got to be ready for it. Uh, you've also capitalized on uh, players that have been bought out by other teams, uh, Sitter and, uh, you know, the whole scenario with Shane. I mean, just a, how – give me a thought uh, process on – is it easier to recruit in Dallas? There's certain state advantages from a tax perspective. Uh, I don't. I think, in fairness, I don't think there's quite the same pressure in Dallas that there might be in some of the Canadian markets. So, on that note, is from a recruitment and procurement of talent perspective, is it easier to recruit? Well, we have some advantages, but in the end, I think you have to have a good team. You know, the, the Matt Duchesne's, they want to win. Uh, Ryan Suter, he wants to win, so he's not coming to Dallas if it's a bad team in that. So, in the end, I think the biggest, best recruiting tool is if you got. A, a team that has an opportunity to win, and that's what these players have come. You know, when we went into free agency this year, Matt Deshane wasn't on the radar. Also, we woke up on July 1st, and there he was bought out. Uh, we made the call right away, and uh, he's a team, you know, it's between us and a couple other teams, and he thought we had the best chance to win. And Ryan Suter was the same way. He, you know, Joe Pavelski came to us the same way. So, yes, we have some advantages, but you know what? There's some people, you know, I'm a Canadian. I'm just from down the road here in Hannah, and 
Uh, there's something to be said playing in Canadian markets too. I loved it. I played in Winnipeg. I played in Vancouver. You love it. So they've all got different advantages. And in the end, it's the product you put on the ice is going to dictate a lot who you can recruit. we got to ask you this. You, you played at the University of Calgary. You obviously played junior in the Westville. You're tough as nails. Like you fought and punched above your weight class. There's not as much as that, anywhere near as much. Though fighting is up a little bit this year, you don't really, I mean, you've got a couple bigger, heavier players. That obviously, Hawk and Pond, Jamie Ben can do it. Still an outlet that needs to be there for to allow the players to police themselves on the ice. Not that you need a designated guy or stage fights or anything like that, but it's still part of the game, isn't it? Well, the physicality is a big part of our game, and we got to be careful we don't get rid of that. And I think with the parity in the game nowadays, the games are so competitive. Like We're, we're seeing competitive games, game one, two, three, four, five, but like Stanley Cup playoffs already. And I think that shows the parity in the game. It shows the pressure for teams to get in the playoffs and, and the pressure on them great for the fans but the, as far as the physicality that stuff's going to happen naturally you're not going to have the days anymore where your fourth line was a bunch of guys or six foot four and all they did was drop the gloves those days are done but um players still need to respect themselves and sometimes things happen and, and those type of fights you don't you don't mind because yeah. that's 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 like two kids playing in the schoolyard and get mad at each other those things are going to happen that's uh, Dallas Stars general manager Jim Nellies, our Oilers now headliner for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Trent and Nicole and the gang at Will Hawk. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W I L H A U K today. Off to a global news weather traffic update at 4 30 with Randy Kelburn. Back with Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel.